Thursday, November 5th, and this is Fiction Old and New, and the book we're reading tonight is Black River by S. M. Hulse. I don't know about the rest of you, but when I was finished, I was surprised to find out it was a woman. It just, I don't know, seemed like a guy kind of book. Um, we'll let Don go first and talk about what he thinks, because he has to leave. Don, are you there? You may have left, Sherry. I don't know. Well, not a good night for the room, huh? Okay, well, anybody can chime in and Let's hear what people thought of the book. I'll begin. I thoroughly loved it. I loved the various plots. Uh, I thought Claire was just magnificent. I'm being very general here, but I remember uh, Wesley was a man of few words and has a lot of anger within him. And even at the end, Ruthann, I can't hear him. Even at the end, um, maybe he listened to Dennis, but you wonder, did er did Wesley find peace? He he may have when he let that uh, convict go on the bus. I don't know, but he, he was a most interesting character. Dennis was another guy. So there are a lot of interesting characters with their own experiences here. Well, I love this book. I read it twice. Uh, the issues it raised about forgiveness and the possibility of conversion or whether it's true or false and the whole prison thing was uh, just fascinating to me. I found something really this is really irrelevant to the to the discussion, but it just interested me. I read this book first uh, with uh, with the audio, but then I found out it was in Braille. So when I decided to review it again, I downloaded the Braille and read it and found something that uh, you wouldn't know if you listened to it. Uh, each part, of course, starts with a little interlude involving Claire, where it kind of looks back on on her life. In those sections... When the author has dialogue, she does not use quotation marks. And I thought, well, did she do that through the whole book? But uh, just in those sections, and I don't really know why, except maybe her reminiscences are memories or something. I, I don't know why, but for some reason there, there's dialogue in those four passages, uh, but no quotation marks. But there are, But in the other parts where the characters talk, there are quotation marks. So, so not really important, but it's something I found interesting. Hi, everybody. I, I apologize. My screen froze, and I had to go back in and out. So I'm just going to give you guys a little information about the author, and it sounds like you already got started. Um, uh, Sarah Hulse, so her first name is Sarah, uh, was born in California and grew up in Spokane, Washington. While in high school, she was a congressional page. She attended Georgetown University for one year and then transferred to the University of Montana, where she received a degree in English. After college, she taught high school in Idaho. Then she attended the University of Oregon, where she earned her MFA in creative writing. Her debut novel, Black River, started out as her thesis project. Um, Kirkus Reviews said of this novel, Profound issues addressed with a delicate touch and folded into a strong story populated by wrenchingly human characters. Impressive work from a gifted young artist. Um, Sarah Hulse is also a horsewoman and a fiddler. Um, she's working on her second novel, which is also set in western Montana, but in a different community with a different cast of characters. Um, and I just wanted to throw one thing out there, and, and of course we can all go around and, and say uh, you know, what our initial impressions are of the book and then get into it a little bit more. Um, 
I, I read this book um, for the first time, I guess, a month or two ago, and then I, I read it again, um, you know, in preparation for, for today. And I, I really wasn't sure, even reading it the second time, what all the problems were between Wes and Dennis. Um, you know, they seem to have, like, a lot of bad blood between them. But I, I, I don't know if it was just one reason why. I mean, Wes was somebody who kind of thought a little bit in black and white terms. He thought people were bad seeds. And it's said in the book a couple of times that he, when he worked as a corrections officer, he would look at all the prisoners when they came in, and he would try to find one that looked like his stepson, Dennis, because he just wanted, he knew that Dennis's father, you know, was a rapist, and he just, I think he just, you know, thought of, of Dennis sort of a, as a bad seed. Um, but did you think that there were other reasons why? Was was Dennis upset, do you think, because um, after what happened to Wes, um, Claire and Wes moved away and left Dennis there alone when he was only 16 years old? I mean, I, I'm just wondering what everybody thought of the relationship between Dennis and Wes and why there, there was just, you know, a lot of a- animosity between them. Well, I noticed Don is back, so why don't you go ahead, Don, since you have to leave early. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, Don. Okay. You know, I really liked this book. I, it was kind of hard reading at the beginning, but I would read a little bit at a time, but the characterizations were just superb. I, Wesley was kind of a hard guy to, to, to live with, but... Uh, I was more understanding with De- uh, Dennis and Scott. They seem more like the teenager kind of kind of guys. But uh, and uh, uh, the lady spent about six years, three or six years, writing it in her various classes. But she did a very, very fine job of characterizing it in the uh, Montana and the living in the valley there and so on. I I, I really really kind of like the one part I kind of couldn't imagine the parole board giving that decision and maybe they were on the take like they were hinting at I don't know but uh, I don't know what the politics are like in Montana but anyway I, I, as I say I, I like the character um, the, the Molly she she really did the wrong thing but that isn't too unusual <laughs> so I guess uh, making the, the, her son go to the prison things when he hated it so much and he was getting so much trouble at had a one suicide attempt. I, I, I thought that was kind of hard to take. Um, I, I just, first of all, I wanted to say hi to Alan and Keisha and Donna. Um, as, I, as I mentioned, my screen froze, so I, I missed when you guys came in. Um, Bob had asked if we could just quickly go through the characters, so um, Sherry and I you know, made a list today. I'm going to just go through them just to refresh everybody. Um, we have Wes, of course, who's our, our main character, and his wife, Claire, uh, who, who passed away, as, as we know, and Claire's son, Dennis. And um, Claire had been raped by Shane, who we, we never met, but who was mentioned in the story. And um, also there's Arthur Farmer. Arthur was married to Claire's sister, Madeline, and it seemed like he was a neighbor of theirs. Um, there's also Scott, I didn't know if it was Banner or Bannon, um, who was the, the high school kid who um, uh, Wes met through Dennis, and her mother, Molly. 
Um, and also there's Bobby Williams, who was the prisoner, who was the one who held uh, West hostage. And, and another thing I guess we can get into later on also is, do you think that West would have come back um, had he not you know, been asked to scatter, well, actually to bury his wife, but, you know, to bring her back to Montana. Do you think that he would have come back to testify, you know, had his wife not died, which was something that I thought about also? Well, let me start with Dennis, if I can. I don't understand some of that. I think Dennis said it. He says, Wes, you were not a good father. You know, I think Dennis resented him because he met, even though um, you know he didn't know his father very much, but he resented him because his mom got married to this hard-nosed guy who didn't was did some kindnesses. I think he, I think Wes really liked Scott. I think he really wanted to make him almost like a son that Dennis wasn't. But I don't understand how they could leave Dennis at sixteen, seventeen. Maybe he was seventeen, going on forty. But he was still a kid, and they, they deserted. They left him, and uh, it was still their home, I, uh, I think. you know. But again, I don't know Western Montana. Did they have counseling? Nobody mentioned therapy for Wesley and Dennis, uh, you know, and people like that. So uh, I, I don't know. But uh, De- Wesley was not a good father to Dennis, and Dennis was deserted, even though his mother visited him again. I would have been horrified if my mom had left at 17 and said, this is yours, Take, you're on your own. I'd just like to um, remind everybody that uh, Claire left Dennis the night after Dennis tried to kill Wesley, and I don't, um, I don't think that was ever made clear, the reason why Dennis tried to shoot Wesley. Um, not sure why that happened. I, I personally found the book very disturbing. The character's... Uh, they, um, I, I don't think any of them were particularly nice. They were all, they were all very, uh, very human, very flawed, and um, I'm not really sure even how I how I felt about about Claire because of the fact that she left her son. She did make the comment she knew that her son could survive on on his own and that her husband could not. So she made it. Uh, decision between her son and her husband, and I think she's right about that. I, I don't, I don't think that, especially after, after what he had been through at the at the prison. I don't think that uh, Wesley could have survived without out her. They had a very strong love uh, between them, Leslie, um, Wesley, and Claire, and I think it's the kind of love that was so strong between them that it excluded Dennis. I think he felt like an outsider to their love. Those are just a couple of my thoughts. You know, it occurred to me, uh, the the whole thing of them leaving uh, Dennis, it's almost a reversal of what I usually hear happens, and that's that the son, you know, has a fight with his father, and the son leaves and goes on his own. Uh, you hear this... So often, well, you know, I had one last dad kept punishing me or whatever. We just couldn't get along, and we finally had this fist fight or whatever, and I left home. That's what usually happens. I don't, I don't know that it happens very often that the parents leave home and leave the, leave the, the child. Um, yeah, I think there could have been a little more to tell us why Wes and Dennis were, were so difficult with one another, Maybe several factors. Wes really wasn't Dennis's father. He's the stepfather. 
he he does have this whole thing of like father like son and and since Shane was a rapist and and hurt Claire that Dennis is going to turn out the same way uh and he tried too hard to make sure that Dennis would be would walk the straight and narrow path and he was always on him and always on him and always on him and it just it just got out of hand yeah pulling the gun that was it just happened so quickly. I don't. I'm not sure Dennis even thought about it. He had apparently had the gun with him, and he pulled the gun. And of course, the reason Dennis left, the reason West left, was he said, "I can't live in a house where somebody wants me dead." But you you would have you would have thought that Wesley and Claire would have stayed, and they would have Dennis either would have left on his own, or, or they would have uh, thrown him out. It, it just seemed like a, a a reversal of what I usually hear happens in these father-son situations uh yeah this is alan uh i'm, I'm kind of like donna i uh the, the book was 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 well written but it, i can't say it's really my cup of tea uh day and uh you know, stayed with it because it it, it 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 is well written uh i i can't say uh I really liked the characters, but but I appreciated the way she drew their difficulties and how they were dealing with them. I agree with Michelle that, uh, that there was a lot that was left unsaid because uh, uh, I, I didn't really get all the conflicts that arose between uh, Dennis and, and Wes. I mean, he obviously made mistakes. We, we all do, uh, Wes. And then, but it sounded like he was also trying to do stuff to help the boy along uh, while he was stepfathering him. I mean, he they refer to the time that he fixed that broken toy, the horse's legs, I think, that, that it had broken. He fixed that. He was trying to teach the boy how to how to play the fiddle. And, uh, uh, you know, th- th- I think there were probably some other examples as well. So, you know, it felt like uh, uh, just a lot was just left unsaid uh, in trying to, to work out the... Uh, uh, the, the the issues as to what what led the boy to uh, to, to draw the gun when he did, and and, and quite frankly that that seemed to almost uh, uh, agree with uh, Wes's oversimplification of life in terms of uh, you know the fruit and the tree theory that you don't, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree and that uh, they're always going to turn out uh, like like their parents which. Uh, uh, it tends to be a, a a bit of an oversimplification, I think. But uh, and then to comment on what John said, maybe the reason they didn't put the quotes for those those parts that uh, with Claire later is because she was already dead at that point, and maybe uh, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I'm trying to remember how the stuff was presented at each of those parts later. Uh, as to why they would have left the quotes out, whether she was actually speaking or thinking or, or, or what. But uh, I, I know they don't put quotes when, when a character's thinking, and maybe since she had already passed on, uh, that was a reason. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad I read it. Uh, uh, I was really bummed when when uh, uh, what they did with the Scott character. Uh, uh, but, uh, hey, that uh, the book was kind of dark, and that goes along with it. Thanks. Um, first, I just wanted to mention Keisha. I don't know if you're familiar with the mechanics of, of joining in the discussion. You don't have to if, if you don't want to. But what you do is you put your finger on the control key, 
and then you wait until you hear like a chirping sound. Um, sometimes if there's a few people waiting to talk, it might take a few minutes. So if you, if you want to say anything, you know, you put your finger on the control key and you keep it on the control key until you finish talking. So just so you know, because when I started doing these groups, I, I didn't understand the mechanics myself. Um, I'm very glad that, that both Alan and, and Donna mentioned that they found this story kind of dark, and I think Donna used the word disturbing, because I, I completely agree. <laughs> um, I had a, a kind of a really difficult time with this book. The first time I read it, I found it very disturbing. Um, and I kind of like, you know, sort of felt like I wasn't bridging the gap between my life and their life, because I don't really, I don't live in a gun culture I don't know anybody who has, I, as far as I know, I, I don't know anybody who keeps guns in their house or in their, their car, like Wes seemed to have it in his car so that, that Scott was able to get access to it. Um, I don't know people really like like Wes, to be honest, in real life. Um, I don't know anybody who's that stoic. Um, I'm not around people that have worked in prisons. Um, so I, I had like a large gap to, to make to, to relate to these characters. I think the easiest character for me to understand was Claire, but as, as Donna mentioned, and I agree, you know, she wasn't completely sympathetic. Um, you know, I think Bob had mentioned also that, you know, it's hard to imagine leaving your 16-year-old son and, and going off. I mean, 16 is pretty young. Um, it was clear that... that um, Dennis didn't want to leave, that he liked the horses and he wanted to stay there. Um, but that, that's a really tough decision. And one of the other things that I thought about was when Claire became pregnant, you know, should she have left at, at that time? Because it mentioned throughout the story that everybody knew what happened to Claire. And, you know, it made things a little bit uncomfortable as well. So it was, it, I did find the story very dark, kind of disturbing, very well written, but um, I, you know, I, I try not to read stories where I can only sympathize with the characters, where I easily understand the characters. But I had a big gap actually in this story. I've never seen such a so much bad luck in a story, except maybe soap operas. But uh, there, there, that is, it was a hard book to read. I had trouble figuring out what because it seemed like uh, Dennis and his stepfather got along when he was small but as he got older something something happened there maybe having a prison guard as a stepfather telling you when to come and go for a teenager is pretty rough that, that's a bit that's a hard time for every parent so so that might have been part of the reason but i wondered if i missed something because i sometimes fall asleep when i read these things my overall feeling when i read this book was why would an author write such a profoundly sad book? That's the way it came across to me. And I have to admit partly, too, I'm really squeamish about descriptions of torture. I don't like it, and I think it was overdone in this book. I mean, I think he could have made, she could have made the point um, without going over and over what horrible things were done and we still would have gotten the picture and my overall feeling really was whatever some, several of you also said I didn't really like relate to any of the characters I 
I almost related to Scott and Wes when Wes was helping him, and then to have Scott commit suicide over the fact that he's, you know, he was so disappointed in his father and so on. I mean, yes, maybe maybe a kid would have done that, but um, I just it just added to my feeling. What a sad, sad book. Yeah, it was really sad. It's funny you would mention the torture thing, Jill, because that's the main reason I didn't read the book when I saw the annotation is I don't I hate doing that. But this I this was within my realm of tolerance. Um, I thought by the time she actually got to the description at the end, she had hinted at it enough that you kind of knew what was coming, and I didn't have as much of a problem with it as I expected. I thought the big thing with Dennis. I mean, Wes had this attitude about how you were a product of your, you know, he did with Scott, too. He expected Scott to be a criminal. He expected Dennis to be a criminal. And Dennis probably sensed that, that he was never good enough. No matter what he did, Wes didn't really accept him. But I was pretty appalled that they would just up and leave Dennis, too. I thought Claire was a little bit too good to be true. I really didn't like her either, nor did I like any of the characters. The big dilemma for me was the end, which I thought was very well done. I like the fact that it was ambiguous. I mean, did Wes forgive Bobby when he left him and didn't kill him? Or did Wes just finally say, oh, the heck with it. I'm not going to keep living with hatred and I'm just going to let it go. I didn't really know. Um, it was kind of, I liked the ending. I'm like, I think Bob said, I, I'm appalled that they paroled him no matter what. I don't care if he got religion or not. He should still have to serve his time. Well, I mean, the, one of the things that I remember from this book was that it was mentioned that nine of his ten fingers were broken, you know, which was, like, horrible. I mean, it was it was just horrible. Um, um, it was, it was, you knew it was coming. Um, I liked the way they did it having Claire tell the story, um, you know, the flashbacks from Claire, because I think that was a little bit of a, a buffering, you know, and I don't even know if Wes could even, as a character, go there, you know, in, in telling the story. But it was, I mean, look, you know, prison is not a place where there's not violence, but, you know, it, it's certainly not something that, that's pleasant to read. And I especially, I'm not a fan of, I don't even like mysteries, to be honest, because I don't, I don't like violence. I like, like, cozy mysteries where, you know, you don't even hear any of the details. It was really hard Um so I, one of the things I think that was nice about the story was all the discussion about music and fiddle playing. Um, it was interesting uh, listening to the author talk because she actually learned how to play the fiddle when she was writing this book. Um, and she was saying that you know a lot of the, um, the fiddle music, I know there's a name for it, it's, it's escaping me, um, is kind of like dance music. And, and Wes was in a trio with Arthur Farmer and, and another person, and they played this kind of, of dance music. And it was a way that he was, I think he bonded with his father, because didn't his father make him a fiddle also? And I think that was, you know, that was like a, a, a nicer part of the story. I th- it was easier. It was probably the part of the story that was easiest for me to relate to. Yeah, and I, I agree with what, what Sherry said about the, the ending being ambiguous. Uh, and I, 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 I kind of like that, too. And I, I can't say that, uh, that Wes really for, forgave anybody just because he chose not to shoot the guy in the end. Uh, uh, I mean... Uh, that was that was that was that was tough because 
I'm not sure I could ever, you know, you know, forgive, forget. I'm, I'm not really sure that he really went through the through the ringer with that with that guy that what what he put him through. So uh, uh, I'm not really sure he he forgave him at the end. But uh, uh, the 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 one thing I liked about the book that I found that was not dark that I thought was at least was was at least kind of feel good was Dennis's relationship with his horse Rio. I mean, I, I did like that. I really I love animals, and I thought that was that was the one kind of bright spot. Of course, the you know the the, the downside was that he was going to have to put the horse down at the end, but uh, he obviously loved his his horses and stuff. And uh, uh, I, I did find I, I did find that uh, to be a good part of the book. There's so many questions in this book that. Um that you wonder that we don't know why did why did Wes's father commit suicide? We really have no idea, um, but it certainly affected Wes. Uh, we don't know there, were, there was problems between Wes and uh, Dennis before Wes before the riot, but I wonder how much that exacerbated it. Uh, what Wes was going through and, and his anger and everything. Yeah, the the ambiguity of the ending is good. I like that. It it to me was an act of faith for for Wes that he'd been looking for for faith all his life and couldn't find it. And he he's got to know is did Dennis really find Jesus or didn't he? He had to know that. And he finally I think realized that he couldn't know it. So he just accepted it on faith. He, he, I, I don't think he believed that Dennis was converted, and I don't really believe it either. I, I think he was putting on an act. But he finally just said, I'm going to choose to believe you. Now, did he forgive Dennis? That depends on what, what, what is forgiveness. And this is a, a thing I've struggled with a lot. What does it mean to forgive? Uh, it doesn't mean to me... If you forgive someone who did you a terrible, terrible injustice, as as what happened to Wes, it doesn't mean that you're saying it's okay that you did it. That that to me is not what forgiveness is. It can be. It can be, you know, it's okay. We can be friends again, and everything's fine. Forgiveness, I think, in this case, it was still wrong, and it will always be wrong, and it will always have consequences for Wes. But he was able to forgive him, not not to say it was okay that you did it at all. Forgiveness here means I'm not going to let it tear me up anymore. I'm not going to I'm not going to be angry. I'm going to give up the anger and let you go and let it go and just believe you and and not shoot him because that would have just continued the violence on and on and on. So this to me is what forgiveness means. It's not if it's okay what you did, it means I'm going to stop uh, wanting revenge. I'm going to stop tearing myself up over this. And that, I think, is the hard part of forgiveness, uh, to, to be able to do that. Uh, and so I think that's kind of what Wes finally did was that, that act of faith of saying, okay, I believe you even though I don't know whether you are real or not, I'm going to just accept that, yes, you, you're converted and believe you, and I'm going to let this go and stop hating you uh, 
for what you did. Even though what you did was wrong, I'm just going to stop hating you. Did all of you have the feeling at the very end that what the author was trying to tell us was that the stepson was finally going to be talking to Wes and Wes was going to be listening. Is that what the rest of you came away with? Absolutely, Jill. I was just going to say that, too. I thought the ending had a hint of better things to come. Um, Dennis, you know, Wes had just let this huge chip off his shoulder go, and Dennis was dealing with the horse, and Dennis took Wes back, even though he had kicked him out and was talking to him. I took that to mean the same way. And that's my other big question in this book is why didn't Wes go to Scott's funeral? I can see why people wouldn't go to a funeral if they were so overcome with grief they couldn't handle it. But it was more like Wes was angry at Scott, and that's why he didn't go. Yeah, I think you're right, Cherry, that he his father had committed suicide. He was angry, he lost his son now, you know, a sort of son, Scott, and he wouldn't go. He should have gone. He dressed to go and fooled around, and the funeral was over. Uh, yes, I hope Wes is listening to Dennis, and we hope that Dennis, that Wesley, if you could project into the future, would talk to Dennis and get some of that anger out of him. Okay, uh, no, uh, Bobby Williams is not converted. Wes said, "I believe you. Get out of here," because in the next thirty seconds, I might not. And John, your analysis of forgiveness—we've all lived through it. I have in my life where hatred really hurt me more and finally I said this has got to stop it doesn't mean that the person who I uh, have forgiven is welcome in my home but I'm living with the absence of hate hatred will kill you hatred will ruin you and I won't say that what that person did was right and it's okay it isn't okay but I have said to myself I must move on and live a great life and and uh, as best I can, I must do my best. As Coach John Wooden said in his great book, did you do your best? And if you've done your best in your life, that's all you can give. Yeah, um, this is Keisha. I do not have to participate. I've just been listening. Um, I enjoyed the book. It took a while to get into it, but it was very sad and I, very dark. Um and I don't know where, you know, where the characters are going. Um, I hope that Wes and Dennis are talking and that there's some dialogue opening there. Um, but I agree with what most of you said. There wasn't really one character I really liked. Um, they, were, they were all screwed up and they were all very human. And I don't know. I've just enjoyed what everybody else said. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with with what Keisha said too. The uh, uh, they they all they all had more than their share of problems and stuff. And she did a good job of of weaving the the stuff and presenting a real a real realistic thing. Uh, I I do think it it ended on a positive note though, because the the feeling did seem to be that 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 Wes and Dennis were gonna uh, uh, start talking uh, uh, maybe and 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 patching things up. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, that, uh, the, 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 this was a hard one to get. This was a hard one to get into because uh, 
I will say it made me appreciate uh, my family and stuff, and that I that I didn't have a, a similar uh, 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 background. You know, I I thought at the end of the book. I know earlier everybody was talking about that it was ambiguous. Um, I I don't know. Maybe I, I read it differently than everybody else. I didn't really find it that ambiguous. Um, I thought that um, Wes was. You know, he was kind of, at, I guess, at a turning point in his life. I mean, he had gone through some really terrible things. I mean, his wife died, and, and obviously what happened when he was held prisoner. Um, and I just thought that he, I don't know if he got to a point that he had faith or not. I really, that I don't know. But I think he just wanted to to change and to not be so black and white you know, not think everybody, if they have uh, a parent who's a criminal, that they're a criminal. I thought he just wanted to have a little peace. That's kind of how I saw it. And, you know, the fact that he, that I, I thought he didn't go to Scott's funeral because it was too much for him. I thought this was sort of like the the final piece, I guess. You know, he had so much hardship and grief and, and so many terrible things going on. I thought he was sort of overwhelmed. I mean, if I, I'm, I, maybe I misread it, but I thought that Scott had taken his gun, and that was the gun that he took to school. And I think he felt responsible a little bit, and I think he was very overwhelmed. And all these things with his wife dying and coming back to the town where this terrible thing had happened to him, it was all too much for him. And I think what he was searching for was some peace. And I, I really like the the best part, really, for me, was the end where him and Dennis were talking. And, you know, maybe they could have not, like, the greatest relationship, but, it, like, a relationship. I remember in the beginning where they said, where they first saw each other, they didn't shake hands, they didn't hug. You know, maybe they could have a relationship where they saw each other, at least they, they shook hands with each other. So I, I was very happy at the end that he didn't shoot him that he looked at him and said, you know, I'm going to believe you. Um, whether he believed him or not, I, I felt that he was just searching for some peace, which is something that, you know, when we go through terrible things in our life, that's the thing that we really need. We need some peace. And I thought that that was what I took away from the story. Now Dennis, of course, has his take on why uh, West doesn't go to the funeral, that he's being judgmental and and he he only like Scott when he did what he told him to do. Uh, this isn't totally said, but here, here's what I, this, this little part that I found that I wrote down. Wes is in the motel uh, after, after uh, Dennis throws him out. Uh, and it says he can't tell Dennis or, or anybody the real reason he can't go to the funeral. This is the second suicide he could have seen coming. He can't bear the thought of going to the funeral and seeing Scott closed his Scott's closed lips and still hands. Very good. I think Wesley was seeking faith. I think he was seeking God and he and somebody said it earlier. He finally realized it life is what it is. And if I have my faith, I'll make it, but I, maybe I'm sitting too high of a bar for everybody else. I have a dear friend who does that, sets a very high bar. Why can't everybody be like me? And remember, Wesley had two worlds. He went home, 
He ironed his own uniforms. He didn't speak to anybody for, what, an hour? Imagine when my dad came home, we hugged him, jumped up and down. Do you have a present? Did you buy me candy? You didn't do that with Wesley. And he had his world as a correction officer. This is before the riot. And then uh, and then I'll be a father on my time and we'll play the fiddle. The fi- playing the fiddle was great. He found peace and he taught Scott and he worked with Dennis, even though he wasn't a good fiddler. That was good. But... Uh, He's an, he's seeking faith. He's trying. He went. He met with a pastor, and he wasn't satisfied there either. I don't think, as I recall, it's been a while. But he just said, "Okay, I heard you," and he kept going. And he had to seek faith in his own way. And maybe when he let Bobby go, and when he said he listened to Dennis, he's taking steps towards that. Yeah, I mean, you want to cut the guy. A little bit of slack, you know, if, you, if we step back a bit and think, we all say life is not fair to us, but man, he really got his, he really got more than his share of of, of crap dumped on him, if you think about it. I mean, his, his father commits suicide when, he, when he's younger. He... Uh, <laughs> he loves, he loves music, right? And, and what? And, and, and he gets taken prisoner while he's a prison guard. And gets all of his fingers broken, so he gets that taken away from him. He, you know, his wife that he's loved dies. Uh, you know, he's estranged from his his stepson. You know, which you know, I don't know how big a thing that is. But then he kind of starts a relationship with this this kid that he's trying to teach the fiddle to, and then he kills himself. So. Man, this guy had it in doses and stuff. So, uh, uh, yeah, anything that that ends kind of positive, you, you got to respect the man because he, uh, I think he, like John and others have said, uh, you know, and Bob has said, have said, uh, hate and and holding things against people, ultimately you end up destroying yourself you're not really accomplishing anything you're just you're ruining things for yourself and he seemed to be moving past that and uh and trying to get on with life so uh you gotta you gotta applaud him for that at least i agree with what alan and and michelle and don said i i believe that wesley's reason for not going to the funeral scott's funeral was that he was completely overwhelmed and it was just too much for him at that time I wanted to mention a couple of things that struck me as as rather stark, one being the fact that uh, I think it was Wesley who said, did you know I was a fiddler? And Bobby said, no, I didn't. And he said, what would you have done if he had, if you had known? And he said, I would have broken all of your, all of your fingers in the very beginning. And uh, Wesley said, that, that's what I thought, or I knew that. I, I mean, that... That was just a horrible thing to read. And I, I also found it very interesting when, um, and who knows if he was being sincere or not, but let's just take it at, at face value, when Bobby said, you're the one who started me on the road to faith because I heard you say that prayer uh, while I was with you. And... Wesley said that wasn't a prayer of faith. That was a prayer of terror and, and despair. Uh, th- those couple of lines really hit me. And this is not stark, but I, I just want to mention one of my least favorite characters in the book was someone who uh, had died before, before this book started, and that was Arthur Farmer's wife. 
she hated her nephew because every time she saw Dennis, it reminded her of what had happened to her sister. And I just think that was horrible. I understand it in a way. Intellectually, I understand it. But to have those hard feelings toward a little boy, apparently she was unkind to him from the time he was born. And I felt very bad. There was a part where, I don't know if Wesley and Claire went away or what, but um, Dennis was left with Arthur and his wife when he was about five years old to be cared for for the weekend or, or something like that. And I thought, great, put your put your son in the hands of an aunt who just can't stand the sight of him. Um, And the other character I wanted to mention was Arthur Farmer. I'm not saying I liked him. I think he was probably a meddlesome old man in in his way. But I think he really tried to do the right thing. I think he really tried to help Dennis. Probably tried to be a father to him after Claire left him and Wesley left him. And I think he was trying to help uh, Wesley... um, as far as uh, the hearing goes, helping him decide whether he should or should not speak at the hearing, I think he was well-intentioned. He was, he was flawed and, and I think a bit of a busybody, but I, th- I think he meant well. Yeah, I had forgotten about Madeline not liking Dennis. That, that was pretty awful. And, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. She, there was nothing, you can't say anything good about that at all. One of the authors, um, one of the author's questions or some questions that Michelle found about the book, usually I don't like the questions that people come up for reading book groups, but they mentioned that when Wes was thinking about Scott's death, that he was starting to know something he didn't want to know. And the author didn't tell us what that was. And I'm wondering if not for Scott's suicide, would Wes have just skipped the parole hearing? I, I don't know. I don't think so, but... I didn't know what the author meant by that. He was starting to know something he didn't want to know. Well, I mean, this was this was a story that I thought a lot of things had to come together for it to be a, a kind of work out, like exactly what Sherry's saying, but also the fact that had his wife not died, you know, when he got the letter from the Board of Corrections, I don't know, would he have come back to the town to testify at, at Bobby Williams' hearing, and I was thinking to myself, you know, would I want to testify? I mean, I I probably would, to be honest. I mean, if somebody, if I went through an experience like that, I, you know, it's 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 a lot to just say I'm not going to testify. I mean, you know, they mentioned that a lot of people get released from prison because of money and it doesn't mean that he wouldn't have gotten released but it was kind of an interesting question and I also thought about the whole town I mean this was a town like a CO town and it sounded like a a town that was kind of spread out that the houses were a little bit spread out from each other there was a lot of land I'm guessing there weren't probably a lot of stores in the middle of the, the town but everybody kind of knew each other, and they seemed to have different places where they met and everything like that. And it seemed like a, a place that when you lived there, you kind of got sort of drawn back to it because it almost seemed like they, they moved away to to Washington State, but there was, you know, a, a, a kind of a, a pull towards this sort of town. So I, I thought of it as a story kind of that you had to have – the pieces falling in place, and I, I don't know if he would have came back and testified had his wife, you know, not wanted to, to be buried there. I, 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 there were just a lot of kind of things that had to happen. 
I think he would have. I think had Claire lived, she made a, may have been the balance wheel, you know, but um, I think he I think we lost you again, Bob. Uh, looks like John had something to say. Go ahead, John. I wondered about that line, too, that Scott uh, Wes is beginning to know something that he doesn't want to know. I think what that was was the gun. I think he he was beginning to suspect that Scott had taken his gun, and indeed he had. I think I think that's what that was about. Now, here's a the first time Dennis runs away. Uh, Wes goes looking for him, and he goes to Arthur's, and he says, "Have you seen uh, Dennis?" And Arthur says, "No, I haven't seen him." And Dennis was right there in the barn, kind of hiding back with the horses. Uh, why did Arthur lie about that? In fact, Dennis uh, uh, West tried to bring that up later when they were having dinner, and he said, remember that time I came looking for him? Uh, he tried to get Arthur to say what was going on, and I, I didn't understand what, what was Arthur hiding, or was he trying to protect? Did he think maybe... Dennis was being abused, and he was trying to keep him away from Wes, or, or what was it? But he, he just straight out lied about that, that he was there. Well, if you remember, Arthur was, I guess, in some way responsible for his wife's, wife's death. It sounded like he was driving a car, and there was an animal on the road, and, and his wife got killed. And he actually was one of my more favorite characters in the story because he seemed to have some humanity, some empathy. And I, I thought, you know, it, it seemed, they seemed to be neighbors. Um, I don't know if they lived next door and how close it was next door, but he was married. You know, Claire and Madeline were sisters, and I'm sure they, they saw each other. So I'm sure, just like Madeline didn't take to Dennis you know, kind of the same way that um, Wes didn't take to Dennis. Arthur seemed to be, I, I thought he was a little bit more compassionate a person. And um, and maybe he, he had witnessed enough of, of the animosity between Wes and Dennis that he just wanted, like, to allow him to have a, a little bit of a cooling off. And I'm sorry, I don't remember who said it, but I'm sure he looked out for, for Dennis um, after... Um, you know, uh, they they left town because you know he he would have somebody would have had to. I mean, he was such a, a young boy. Um, so I, I thought he had a certain humanity. I think that was missing from a, a compassion. I think that was missing from some of the other characters here. You know, uh, I'm going to go back to the not going his West not going to the funeral. I think that was a very human thing to do. That he just kind of procrastinated. I thought it was terrible. I thought he should have gone and spoken up. The poor mother was there with very few people and so on. But uh, the other thing I was going to say, there is so much bad luck in this thing. Uh, even Farmer's wife being killed and, and, and Wes's father committing suicide. There is so much. They, the authors just kind of larded it up. Although I will say the every character is, seems very real. But there was just so much of it. Yeah, yeah. She heaped a lot of uh, a lot of bad news on on a lot of the folks. But uh, uh, yeah, John, I, I think I think you're right. I think I think they must have had uh, a, a relationship, uh, uh, probably stemming from from the horses, because I think 
uh, Arthur Farmer had horses and stuff. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot left unsaid. And uh, it, it was curious the way that he that he just out and out lied to uh, Wes when he came looking for, for Dennis that night. So uh, I, I don't guess, I guess she's just leaving it to our, our imagination what uh, what the relationship was. But obviously they had one, uh, Arthur and Dennis. Because, I mean, he bought his first horse from him and everything, too. You know, that, that happened later. But uh, uh, they, they apparently were close. There was also a, a kindness about Dennis. You didn't see it that often, but a number, <coughs> excuse me, a number of times he offered to help Wes do something when Wes was obviously having difficulty with his hands. More than once, uh, Dennis offered to help him. I think usually Wesley refused because he was very independent and a very proud man. Uh, Arthur Farmer also felt terrible when he served uh, steak for dinner and then realized that Wesley couldn't cut it, and he offered to cut his meat, which um, needed to be done. And I I think he also showed a kindness, and he was taking a chance because um, Wesley was very quick-tempered, and he had struck out at Arthur a number of times and the other thing too Arthur's having a soft uh, proof of his having a soft side is the fact that he kept his home very much the way it was when his wife was alive I think Arthur was to Dennis the way Wes was to Scott he was sort of a mentor I mean Arthur had horses and, and Dennis apparently learned a lot from him in terms of how to raise horses and stuff. And he was his mentor the same way Wes was Scott's mentor. Well, we haven't really talked that much about Scott and his mother Molly and I guess one of the interesting things was that obviously Wes had this theory that people were, were bad seeds if if their one of their parents was a criminal. And I think he knew that Scott's father was in prison, yet he extended himself to Scott. You know, he wanted to teach him the fiddle, and he, you know, he, he, you know, met him halfway, whereas he didn't do that to his own stepson. And I thought that was kind of interesting, and I don't know if that was, you know, his path towards finding peace, or it just was it wasn't a family member, but I, I wondered what did you all think about the relationship between Wes and Scott? And, um, you know, and did you, did you think it was similar in any way to the relationship he had with stepson or was just a, a completely different situation? Well, one of the things I thought about that statement about Wes was starting to know something he didn't want to know was perhaps he was starting to realize that there was no such thing as a bad seed. And that helped him find peace with Bobby Williams, not not to think he was any less of a scumbag, but that maybe he could go on in his life and forget him, and maybe he let up on Dennis a little. Well, I thought that his relationship to Scott was different in the sense that Scott really did have music ability and really did care and was really anxious to learn, and that would have meant to Wes that he really was being able to pass this gift on, the gift that he had and could no longer use because of his hands, and that that was part of you know the, the terrible disappointment he had when the, Scott committed suicide. But that, he, in other words, Scott was kind of be, going to be his, Wes's salvation 
in the fact that he was gifted musically as well. Uh, I was surprised to learn that uh, Scott, uh, not Scott, Dennis kept all those cassette tapes of, of Wesley playing. That was very interesting, and I think Dennis was just as shocked as uh, Wesley was just as shocked as I was when he found out. Well, when I was reading this book, I, I don't know how anybody else felt, but sometimes when I read books, I think of them at, sometimes as a feminine book or a masculine book. And this book felt very strongly to me like like a masculine book. Um, and, I, and I wondered, you know, uh, is that how you, how you saw it or did you see it, you know, in, in sort of a different way? Because it, it seemed like a very much of a, a male story. And I really was trying to understand the male characters in this story, but a lot of them were very stoic. They were very resentful. There was it, it was difficult, you know. It was a, it was a really difficult setting for me to sort of understand, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it felt like a masculine book to me. I'm kind of like Sherry. I was surprised too when I learned that uh, the author was feminine or female. So, uh, but but it, it definitely had a. Uh, a masculine feel to it. I, I agree with you. Well, does anyone have any final comments? If not, we'll uh, have Michelle tell us what the next book is. Um, and I did put the next book up in the chat window, so you'll be able to hit F9 and arrow down and get the details too. What draws Dennis to Scott? I, I think I think a lot of it is they're they're very similar in some ways. Uh, they both have a lot of anger, and they've both been bullied uh, in school, uh, which S- Scott, uh, we know what was happening with Scott. I suspect it was happening with Dennis, and Wes just didn't want to hear it. Uh, so how did, is, is that what drew them? Because Dennis is, is totally distraught about Scott, and uh that he killed himself, and it's really a, a. And he keeps saying, "Do you do you think, do you think he felt anything? Do you think he felt anything? He was he was really uh, just so so. He he even says, I loved that kid,' uh, which I think he did. Maybe not in a uh, in a in a gay context, but I think that he did." Yeah, I mean, I guess what I was trying to say when this was a masculine book was that the character of of Wes is such a stoic character that it, it was kind of hard for me to um, to understand him. I I thought Dennis was somebody who was rebelling a little bit when he was younger, who was really kind of hurt. Um, I mean, I, I can't imagine that it's easy to grow up with somebody who every time that they look at you, they think that you're a criminal. And and one of the things that really I wondered about was when Claire got pregnant, why she didn't leave town. I mean, I understand her sister was there and I guess her family was there. But um, I I don't know that that was such a, a great decision. I mean, she might have been better off you know, moving and, and going someplace where not every person that looked at her knew what had happened, not that it was her fault, but it just, you know, it made things a little difficult. And I, I actually liked Dennis, um, you know, except for the part where he threatened uh, Wes. And that's then that part I did not like. But other than that, he seemed to have a, a softer side to him. 
I thought, than, than Wes did. Wes was the character, honestly, I, I, I tried and tried and tried, but I just had a hard time understanding him. Um, I'm just going to mention our next book. The next time we meet is Thursday, December 3rd, which is the first Thursday evening in December at the same time. Um, and this is a much lighter book um, in keeping with the, you know, Thanksgiving time and, and New Year's and everything. It, it seemed like a better idea to, to pick a lighter book. It's also a short book. Um, it, the name of the book is called The Secrets of Midwives, and the author is Sally Hepworth, H-E-P-W-O-R-T-H. It's seven hours and 47 minutes, so it's not a long book. Um, what it's about, very briefly, is about a family um, of midwives, a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter. Um, I, I, a long time ago, I read, um, what's his name, Chris, Chris Bajillian's book, Midwives. I, I, maybe some of you have read it, which was just a great book about midwives. And I was thinking that might be an interesting topic to talk about because it kind of, you know, it's sort of a dramatic topic. And what this book is, it's, it's about these three generations of women, and, you know, each of them have their own secrets, hence the title, The Secrets of Midwives. Um, but also it's, it's about the, the experience of, of working as a midwife, and they tell different sort of stories. Um, and it's, it's a light book. It's not a, a heavy book at all. Um, there's a little bit of romance in it as well. And the DB number is eight. It's easy to remember. It's eight one 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 one. So it's the secrets with an S of midwives, also plural. Sally Hepworth, and it's DB eight one 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 one. Back to what John was saying. I think that um, Dennis was attracted to Scott because Scott was kind of a loner, and Dennis spotted that, and Dennis probably needed help on the ranch anyway. And I got the impression that Scott was a good helper and was good with the horses. And uh, Scott just saw him as the little brother he never had. I wanted to comment on what Michelle said about why, um, why Claire stayed in town. And I could be mistaken, but as I recall... I believe that Claire came to the town with Dennis when he Dennis was four years old. Her sister lived in the town, and maybe that's how everybody knew the story. Um, but I think that the book said that they moved to Black River when Dennis was four. We have a good memory. I had I had forgotten that. So when we're through discussing the book, this book, I've got a question for Michelle. 